0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
1: You're all Our Browns Beat reporter brought to us by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. You guys didn't even know you were doing it simultaneously, but you're just like bouncing to the It's Blues there. Traveler, man. It's, it's so a great good. song. Yeah, how
2: could you not? I'm sure Daryl was bobbing this. No, head I think it
1: day. was just because it's Daryl, and you got excited to hear from Daryl. Well, that's yeah. true, too, but Hello, I also D. Like Blues
3: Traveler. Hey, guys, how are you? Who doesn't hey. love some John Popper Blues Traveler? There See, you go. There you
1: go. By the way, they were great in the uh, Blues Brothers, too.
2: Just See, saying. I didn't even know See, that. See, you go that route. Every time I hear that song, I think of the end of Kingpin. Do you? <laughs> yeah,
3: I, see, I'm the same yeah, way. I think I, the, yeah. I think about the end of Kingpin. Uh, too. They,
1: blues Brothers Two wasn't very good, but uh, by God, they were good in it. So there you go.
2: So I we can't, were, I can't believe we're talking about Blues. I didn't even know they made a Blues Brothers. Exactly, was so that was the problem. Ball. Yeah, I guess so.
1: Well, Any time you put a little kid in in the Blues Brothers suit, that's a bad move, and that yeah, probably is. Yeah, so <laughs> it didn't work. We were talking about the defense, Daryl, uh, and the perhaps. And you tell me, lack of aggressiveness in the scheme. Is there a lack of aggressiveness in what Joe Woods is trying to do? Because it would seem that they have some playmakers, and they don't seem to be making some, making a whole lot of big plays. Is it scheme, or are guys not doing them what they're supposed to do?
3: I think it's a combination. Maybe the scheme's too complex. That's my take on it. I mean, how many times in the last three years have we heard Uh, Joe Woods talked about the menu and reducing the menu for guys, and that's a scheme thing, right? Right. So, I'm thinking it's, I think there's some scheme in there because that's that is the multi million dollar question here. When you look at the struggles they've had on that side of the ball, the core of this defense has been together for a few years. It, It there is no situation where we're sitting here lamenting like they don't have any playmakers because they do. Um, and, and and so you just you wonder okay early in the season you had all these secondary breakdowns and miscommunications or techniques or how, what, how, however you want to define all that stuff right and now the last two weeks they have had problems stopping the run and I look I think the loss of Anthony the Walker and has ended up being more significant than a lot of us made it out to be at the time. No disrespect to Anthony Walker, but everyone was, hey, you know, we'll be able to cover, we got Jacob Phillips and whatnot. But, you know, I just, I think that that really, you know, highlighted how important Anthony Walker was to this defense. But yeah, I mean, it's maddening because when you look at that side of the ball, they have a lot of talent that unfortunately is either not in a position to make big plays or they're just not making a big play.
2: Hmm. Daryl Bill Belichick said some very, very kind things about the Browns yesterday, including mm-hmm. David Njoku being the best tight end since Ozzie Newsom. Are you buying or selling? Are you buying or selling what he was saying?
3: Yeah. Well, uh, Bill Belichick is the master of buttering up his opponents, but there's also a lot of truth into a lot of things he's saying. Like, look, I think David Njoku could be the Browns' best tight end since Ozzie Newsome. Uh, when you talk about a complete player blocking as well as um, <clears throat> the passing game, Nick Chubb right now is the best running back in the national football league like that 's not in dispute. So when Bill says things like that i do I do feel like there's some there's some honesty and some sincerity uh, behind that, but at the same time, I understand why you would ask that question because he just had such a history of buttering up his opponents, building them up making them feel like they're, you know, Super Bowl contenders or whatever. And then, you know, behind the scenes, he's probably in there like, yeah, we ought to wax these guys by 50 type thing. Probably. So, um, he, you know, he's never going to, uh, you know, uh, put down uh, the opposition or give the opposition anything to, to put on a bulletin board. But I do feel like there's legitimate sincerity when he's talking about guys like Najoku and Chubb.
1: We were chatting with Charles Robinson from Yahoo yesterday, and so I, I heard. I asked Charles about the the running game, and I said they're they they're running the ball a, a ton. You know, we know that. I said, but is this team could it be better, you know, benefited by running it even more? And I said, maybe a team that throws ten to fifteen passes in a game in certain games, obviously, just in certain games, because Jacoby's thrown thirty or thirty one or more passes what Darrell, in four of the five games. And Charles said, that's interesting. He said, because I thought the same thing earlier. I talked to some Browns folks during training camp, and they said, no, we're going to let them throw, and we don't know that we have to do that. Could this be the type of game, and and certainly with the Browns' run defense the way it is, where we see a combined 30 passes between two teams in this game? Does, right. and, and do the Browns ever do something like that, Daryl, where the script is working beautifully running the ball? We're going to throw it 9, 10, 15 times this game, and that's it.
3: Well, I mean, probably the first coach to throw it fifteen times should get a talking to on Sunday. But um, it, look, I if Jacoby Brissett's completing fifty percent of his passes, I would hear the "Oh my God, you just you cannot let Jacoby Brissett throw a football" argument. But he's completed almost sixty-five percent of his passes, yeah. which is—I mean, that's that that's that's a that's a good number. He's it's looked not good. great, but it's good. I mean, it's a hell of a lot better than we're used to seeing from Browns quarterbacks over the years. Uh, yes. He has made some, some critical mistakes in the final three minutes of the game. I understand that maybe at the end of the game, you run the ball instead of having him throw it. But no, I look, I think Kevin Stefanski, quite frankly, I think he's had a, a good run pass balance here. And that's what you want. you, because if you just run the ball all the time, Jeff, and I understand what you're saying because the Browns have the players that can do that. But if that's all you do, uh, we saw last year what they were doing, right? Baker couldn't mm-hmm. throw the ball so, because he was hurt. So you, you were running into all these stacked boxes. But, you know, Jacoby is doing enough to make defenses respect his arm and respect the Browns' passing game. And so they can't just sit on the run and stack the boxes. So, uh, no, I, I think that the the balance here, the run-pass split, uh, has been fine. I have no issue with that. I have issue with the execution at, at times, right? Uh, but, I, no, I, I don't have any problem with a, a, a lot of the play calling right now because I, I think that if you get real run-heavy and you start telegraphing this is all we're going to do, yeah, yeah, I think you make life really difficult on yourself.
2: Daryl, I, I don't hold this to be true if Mac Jones starts, but I do if Bailey Zappi does. And I heard you say this on your podcast last night, that, uh, or the one that dropped this morning, that you thought this would be the fastest game of the season in the NFL.
3: I said no such thing. It's
2: funny. I, I, I heard that somewhere on your show, but I thought it was you that said that.
3: And I warned you. Yes. There would be a lot of colorful language if the exact opposite happens on Sunday. Okay. I am well, very, I'm very superstitious about this
2: stuff. Yes. So here's my point to you. So is, if they
3: go to overtime on Sunday, still you be fast. are going to hear it. That's I'm fine with
2: me. I don't care. Listen, it, because it's, it's, it's on me, just like no hitters are on the announcer. Yes. Even though I'm superstitious about that, never, too.
3: Never, ever say no hitter in a tweet on the air. You don't think it. <laughs> A faster
2: game, meaning running the ball much more, is advantage who? New England or Cleveland?
3: Oh, Browns. Definitely the Browns. 100%. Because um, I, I, I just feel like they've got the the better players at that position. Um, so, yeah. Depends how you I, look
2: at it. If you're saying – Defensively, that's the that, that you know. Obviously, I mean, look,
3: I, I, Stevenson's scary because he had a good game against the Browns last year. Right, he rolled the Lions, but I just like to remember remind people it's the Lions. Um, and so yeah, let's not forget
2: we're the Browns though too. I don't, I, I don't, I tend not to pick I on other teams. Can't. Ever.
3: I understand. After living through one and
2: fifteen and zero and sixteen, every I, everyone has my respect. And, and
3: the fact that the Browns have given up like a thousand yards rushing in the last two games—that's yes. tongue and yes. It's actually like four hundred and change. But uh, nevertheless, um, look, Stevenson is scary. They, they better respect him. He's averaging over five yards a carry this season. He had a buck sixty and change last week. Uh, the run defense better come to play, or they're in for a long afternoon. There's there's no question about it. And and look, Bill Belichick's. And I mean, he talked about this week how fast you know when you look at the Browns' defense, you just see how fast everyone is. And that's nice of him to say, but fast is not making plays, and that's the the, the problem on the defensive side of the ball. And you know, Andy, when he's sitting in that uh, film room breaking it down and putting his game plan together against the Browns, the first thing he's looking at. And wanting to do is run Stevenson against this run defense because uh, we're going to do it until you prove you can stop it, type of thing. And well, the last couple of weeks, the Browns haven't proven that they can stop the run.
1: Daryl I, I ask you this not to not to bash Baker Mayfield. You brought him up a bit ago and mentioned the injury, and he oddly had played the same way this year. And I know folks in Carolina have said, you know, he's healthy and that's not an issue anymore.
3: Well, he's not healthy now. No,
1: I know he's out now. Has it surprised you? He, he's last in the league among starters in quarterback rating, in overall rating, in completion percentage. What what what's happened there? Does it surprise you that he's played so poorly? I know he's not on a really good team, but he does have some offensive weapons there. Are you surprised yeah, well, at all, I mean, or no?
3: I I I think that. He he does have some physical limitations. I mean, I, I watched the game the other week where he had nine passes batted down at the line of scrimmage in one game. It's just a, that's just unheard of uh, for a quarterback. So I I, I think that he's going to be able to I think stick around in, in this league and make some money similar to Colt McCoy. I just don't think he's ever going to be an elite player, um, and that's you know. Uh, He he was not blessed with some of the gifts that the the elite quarterbacks are blessed with. Um, He's a very passionate, fiery player, loves the game, uh, is competitive. He will go out there and play on one leg or one arm if he has to. We know that. Just I don't know that that's always the smartest thing. I I was rolling my eyes a little bit and and when I was seeing the reports of the timeline for his uh, high ankle sprain and Reports of well Baker's wants to come back early from that, and I'm just like oh. I, clearly he learned nothing from last year yeah. because you know what I' you know yeah. what I'm saying exactly. it's just so so you know he's limited with his physical gifts, and when you throw an injury on top of that, it just it makes it even harder when he's healthy I, I sure, I think he can play, but I just I don't think he's a player that can have a lot of success when he's trying to play through a bad injury like he had last year and now a high ankle sprain this year. I mean, my goodness, how's he going to be able to run around if he, if if his ankle's barking at him all the time? So, um, yeah, I, I think that that's where things have gone wrong for Baker is the, the injuries just really hamper him a little bit, and he's not able to overcome those no matter how hard – He's trying to overcome those.
2: Daryl, thank you, buddy. Appreciate your time. Daryl, what's your podcast again? What's the name of that?
3: It's always game day in Cleveland. New episode is out, and some genius thought it'd be a great idea for us to do some videos. So there's actually video footage now circulating. Click, click, click. Thank you, D. Thanks, man. Enjoy the game this weekend.
1: Daryl Reiner, our Browns beat reporter brought to us by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store.